the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. about a thing everything is fine i mean after all that's what we are told by the government the government that is comprised of scumbags i mean there's no other way to say it what have they been right about you'll forgive me i've been paying attention all of my life i can't think of one damn thing they've been right about so when i um coming off of a weekend where i had to travel a little bit and i'm sitting in a uh in a restaurant in Iowa, and I hear two older men talk about how worried they are that they will not be able to enjoy themselves, that they have to help their kids, that they are worried about their grandkids. I get aggravated. I really do. And then when I turn on television, news, all the clips, and I I have to listen to just stupidity. And what is exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't, I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER as, as we have stated of how you're, you're, you're corrupting these institutions as you've corrupted so many of the bureaucracies. You see, here's what a recession is, dummy. Here's what a recession is, stupid. When the costs are so high that the people worry about everything, that's a recession. Or I don't know if it's technically the GDP. The GDP cannot operate unless... Schmuck Schumer and his cohorts of inside trading scumbags seize more and more of the economy. And now their big play is they're seizing the part of the economy that not only never needed government funding, but was probably one of the last aspects that produced actual money. The Internet and the chip business and all the rest of it. And if you want to know why the chip business is in such a turmoil, it's because these same political whores corrupted the work environment so much that you couldn't start a factory without being shaken down from the municipality to the county to the state to your labor extortion mafia unions that they said, I'm going somewhere else. And that's the climate that these same idiots who pretend to be helping, they, they pretend to be promising that they're going to help you. They're not going to help you. Whatever they do is going to be worse because... They have never told you, the American people, the truth. Ever. As I was driving through Iowa. That's where you see all of this hobgoblin. That's where you see pretend conservatives all on welfare. $3.2 million a piece. These things are the size of skyscrapers. To transport the wings, it takes 
special custom trucks, two oversized load, just to take one wing. And they build these things, three and a half million. And they do not produce enough profit to go through the lifespan. You have to build another one. It's complete and total welfare. And so are their cornfields. Lies. And as you drive through the state, gives you gas prices. Oh, gas in uh, in Iowa, it's three fifty nine. I said three fifty nine. Let's pull over. Let's get some gas. Three fifty nine. It's a deal. I granted, I landed in Chicago, but I saw that it's four eighty nine. So we pull over, and the gas isn't the one that you'll put in your car. It's that ethanol bull dung, where you put that cornmeal in your car, and it erodes the engine and destroys the the life quality of the car. The whole damn thing is is an absolute boondoggle. Scam. And these are the people who keep telling us what a recession is, what inflation looks like. You're giving me numbers that are cooked and they still suck. In fact, you've got to wheel out professional lipstick on pig makeup artists. And nobody fits that description better than Janet Yellen. You want to talk about lipstick on a pig? GDP will be closely watched. Um, a, a common definition of recession is two negative quarters of GDP growth, or at least that's something that's been true in past recessions. When we've seen that, mm-hmm. there has usually been a recession. And many economists uh, expect second quarter GDP to be negative. First quarter GDP was negative. Oh, my God. Here's how you measure it. Mrs. Doubtfire, Captain Kangaroo, you stupid-looking old hag, who, by the way, I'm sure you're worth a couple hundred million. Here's how you measure it. By two guys who work their entire lives, worried not just about the coffee that is $5 a piece, but how they're going to live the rest of their lives that they planned and struggled and invested and did all the right things. Well, you corrupt inside-trading scumbags did all the right things, and now all you have to do is come out and lie? To tell people whatever you do, do not believe your eyes. Believe me, who is me? Brian Deese, who are you? Some kid I wouldn't let valet park my car in the sewer of Chicago, where it's very dangerous to park your own car. I still wouldn't let Brian Deese park my Illinois car. I hate my Illinois car. Now this idiot's the lead economic advisor. There is all of this talk about a possible recession and the technical definition of what it means. Let's forget that and just get practical. Explain to us the health of our economy right now. Well, we're in a transition, and it feels unique because it is unique. It feels unique because it is unique. I've got a lot of more of these. i got a lot of more. I feel like Mr. T and Rocky Three. we got a lot of more bull dung for you. At the same time, we are seeing things slow, as you would expect in this context. But the key thing right now is that as we are in this transition, the choices we make now, the policy choices we make now, whether we actually take more action to lower prices and make things more affordable for families, these will help determine how successful we are at actually making that transition. Uh Uh-huh. It's a transition. It's a transgender bull market. Just listen to Jennifer Granholm. These are very exciting times. And, you know, you realize the reason these people are able to tell you this is because you're buying their essentials. They don't live the way you and I live. Their entire job is to corrupt the economy. Each and every aspect, each and every hour. At the Department of Energy, we are really obsessed 
with how we get to net zero by 2050 and how we get to 100% clean electricity by 2035. The fact that 5,000 scientists come here to try to solve those problems, it's a gift to the planet. <laughs> it's a gift to corrupt inside trading whores such as yourself. It's a gift to those fat, useless Iowa farmers married to their equally fat spouses as they drive around in $85,000 trucks doing nothing but cashing checks that come from the government. That state is a joke, and it's where you should look to the future. Because unless you own that farm, your energy costs are through the roof. The quality sucks because you're subsidizing that welfare nonsense of windmills. And by the way, may I say, they're quite ugly. And they're quite disgusting looking. Yeah, so yes, they are. And the reality is none of it really has any effect of anything they say when it comes to their predictions. The sky is falling. In fact, they've been saying it forever, haven't they? More now on a developing story we first brought you at noon today. Federal officials announced 88 charges in an Indiana-based biofuels fraud scheme, the largest of its kind in state history, an alleged plot that meant massive losses for the government, investors, and others. Here's RTV6 reporter Chris Prophet. Federal officials allege that the scheme involved swapping a lower grade of biodiesel fuel and then reselling 35 million gallons as a higher grade creating losses totally more than $100 million. This empty plant in Middletown, Indiana, was supposed... Oh, that's just Indiana. That's just Indiana. I wanted to talk more about the science they've been spewing, lying about. You know, since Al Gore was hugging that linebacker tipper of his. Dr. Tim Ball, an historical climatologist, sent me a sentence, one sentence, which I think is, is beautiful to end this particular topic if you want to go on to others. He said... You can mention that it was warmer than today for at least 95% of the last 10,000 years. That's what he said. Just digest that for a minute. You can mention that it was warmer today for the last 95,000 years. You know why, Squirrelhands? It's called something called the Little Ice Age. And uh, we got out of it thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. The temperature goes up very, very slightly forever until we get into the next Ice Age. And you know what good these windmills and these idiots and their, their ethanol and all their little scams and net zero. You know what good it is? It's going to make them billionaires while we wallow under the corruption and failure. And this is nothing new, by the way. Listen to this. Uh, James? Yes. We're, you know, I hope people watching this get the idea that there's a lot of data on the other side that we're all fighting to get in pizza of data because there's so By the way, these are four climatologists, four scientists. Shortly after the Global Climate uh, Action Summit, this is the rebuttal you never heard. Much to say, and I just want to read something that they should read this at the Climate Summit. I I think they should really read this today to describe what's going on. And and this is from a reliable source, American Meteorological Society Monthly Weather Review publication, that the Arctic Ocean is warming up. Icebergs are growing scarcer, and in some places, the seals are finding the water too hot, according to a report by the Commerce Department at Bergen, Norway. Reports from fishermen, sea hunters, explorers all over point to radical change in climate conditions. Why aren't they reading this? Uh, And hitherto, unheard of temperatures in the Arctic zone, exploration expeditions 
uh, report scarcely any ice as far north as 81 degrees. Soundings show the Gulf Stream very warm. Masses of ice have been replaced by moraines of earth and stones. And it goes on and on. Now, let me ask you something, Squirrel. Doesn't that sound like exactly what you heard over the weekend? Doesn't it sound like exactly what you hear these political whores and pimps come on the Senate floor and spew every day? The sky is falling and the rest of it. Doesn't it sound like it just happened? Guess what? It didn't. This is actually going to be quite shocking. Within a few years, it's predicted that due to the ice melt, the sea will rise and make most coastal cities uninhabitable. What year was that written? Oh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. This is, <laughs> this is 1922. Stanley Goldberg is an actual scientist. Him, along with three other notable scientists from Terry Green, Joseph Ganland, among others. All gave a rebuttal. You didn't hear a lick of it. Not a lick of it. Because they've been spewing this nonsense since before Adolf Hitler was fitted for his Hugo Boss fascist suit that should be on Chuck Schumer and the rest of the eco-Nazis. That's the fact. And here we are today on top of all of the other corruption and failures. And they're going to do it again. We all knew that America faced a choice. We could continue to underfund science and innovation, fall behind our competitors, chief among them the Chinese Communist Party, or we could tackle the challenges head on, unleash the next wave of discovery and scientific achievement. I said to my... Now, I'm going to tell you something. When this government uses the Chinese Communist Party as a model for policies, that means you're the slave. Just like if you were in China. Because you certainly aren't hanging around with Xi Jinping or Schmuck Schumer. Who, by the way, they have the same ta- tailor. The same one. Starting to get the picture? 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Oh, we got, you know, it's hard when I have a day off. I don't like days off. I had to take it. It was unavoidable. I wanted to, did I thank uh, the fill-in guys? Do you know, I'm a big fan of both of them, even though Mark Vargas has destroyed the Liberty Hour. However, I also like the fact that it takes two weekend hosts to fill in for one of me. What do you think of that? All right. John Anthony, Mark Vargas, thank you guys very much. Did a wonderful job. I didn't get anybody sending me any clips from Alec Baldwin's intervention into radio. However, what I do want to play is the rest of the Schmuck Schumer clip. Caucus at lunch today. Our grandchildren will be holding good, high-paying jobs in industries we can't even imagine. Now, Chuck, I happen to know that your daughter is a big wig at Facebook, and your other daughter, handsome though she may be, is a big wig at Google. So your kids... Already have phenomenal jobs. Do you think that's because their daddy happens to be a very powerful Democrat senator who legislates on the future and the livelihoods and the taxes of those companies who gave your daughters those phony baloney ghost jobs where they get to pretend that they're productive instead of beneficiaries of a corrupt political pimp father? What do you think, Chuck? How do you think your grandkids are going to do? I think your grandkids, I hope they have good jobs. I also hope they don't look anything like your gargoyle ass. Because that's a hard face to walk around a lifetime with, Chuck Schumer's face. Because of what we are doing right now. 
just as investments in DARPA and NSF created the Internet. I thought Al Gore created the Internet. Or did he make the decisions to DARPA? They didn't create the Internet. They accidentally gave the code and platform for the Internet. We the people made the Internet, you fish-faced moron. And made America the tech leader in the world. Just as invest- There's no we. Who, who's we? You did not make America the tech leader. You did nothing. You got the job in 1984. Back then, you were just gross without the thinning hair. Then we've watched you lose your hair, get the hair plugs, and we've watched you become the gargoyle on the side of a bank you are today. But you didn't do jack for the Internet, except figure out how to control, how to bastardize, how to take away free speech, how to tax it. You've done everything in your power to destroy the Internet. In fact, you are an Internet speed bump. So the idea that you're here for the rescue is just because you want some of that money to go back into your pockets, you greasy, slimy son of a dog. Investments in NIH created the, the pharmaceutical industry, which is a leading industry in the world. This will happen. Oh, that's, in- that's interesting. The money in, I, in NIH is what created the pharmaceutical interesting in- industry. That's, that's very interesting to me. Squirrel, what do you think? Because it also explains the massive amount of revolving door corruption between those incompetent government morons who are bribed to pass on to the people everything from Oxycontin to pretend vaccines. It does explain so much. So, in other words, what's the Internet going to look like after this $250 billion? And the idea that the American people will be taxed to give companies that are worth trillions of dollars bribery money. To pretend to do business here, rather than just, again, what you're doing is subsidizing an entire industry. Now I have to watch Mrs. Doubtfire tell me about a recession. Here's another definition of a recession. When industries that generate trillions and trillions of dollars need government money to do business, that's a recession, schmuck. Because we're in 10 different areas many times over. So I, I really feel so passionately about this legislation. He feels passionately. This is bad news for Mrs. Schumer. Here's the other thing. Listen to the arrogance and the audacity of this nothing. You're nothing. You've never done anything but figure out how to tax the American people. You, my friend, are a leech on the barnacle. You're a barnacle on the ship that is America. You're the worst part of America. In February 2021, in the midst of the second Trump impeachment trial, I directed our chairs and members of the relevant committees to start pulling together a legislative package to outcompete China and create new American jobs with endless frontiers serving at its core. We made a commitment for both sides to work together. The Senate spent three weeks with lots of amendments. It's going to be massive kickbacks. And this reminds me of Barack Obama. I like when politicians use the word I to explain how wonderful they are and how grateful you should be to their godlike love of mankind. Karen, Northern Illinois. Hello? Hello. Hi, Sean. Um, I get nervous talking, but I really have to... I am so glad you were born. Oh. Um, you're an intelligent man. You're it's funny, a... and you... Glad my you mother didn't <laughs> mots... I'm glad my mother didn't mots me. Glad it wasn't on the table to, you know, grab yeah, me I with heard... some tongs and smash my skull in. Go ahead. Okay, I, I am calling because I, I've not heard anybody on the radio talk about this, and I listen to 560 all day long. All right. But I read a book some years ago before the plague, the supposed plague, 
because someone in my family was extremely sick that I believe was also from a vaccine. And so I did a lot of research on my own. And I just want people to be aware. There was an epidemiologist named Judy Mikovitz. I don't... I You're talking about the smallpox. You're talking about the smallpox vaccine, right? The beginning? No. Well, it was vaccines for autism and uh, other viruses. Yeah. And she was actually... She worked under Fauci. And oh. she, she worked for 20 years. Um, under government scientists, and she was the director of lab and antiviral at the National Cancer Institute. So she worked on that. I wrote every little thing down that I want to say, but she was actually, because of her findings, in 2011, she was actually looked over by Fauci because she wanted to report what she found. She thought that some of the vaccines that were out there were definitely a cause of not only autism, but HIV. And I hope that people who are smarter than oh, I will read some of her books. She That'd even be a shame to get that, to, get that the, 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 through a vaccine, you know, versus the way most people got oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll it, tell you what, Karen. I'm going to read from you know, Nevada. You know, you know what's interesting? Do you remember all of the Hollywood, California Democrats that were against vaccines? Whatever happened to those people? They all fell in line. And they started to become the Nazi fascists that the American Fourth Reich, calling themselves Democrats, all told them to be. Didn't it? It's kind of interesting. It goes to show you, well, what, if you inundate people with enough information, one? before you know it, you'll be sending $664 billion to the most corrupt former Soviet state in the world. And uh, people will be telling you how good it is for you. So, Karen, I went long with you. I'm into my break. I'm sorry, doll, but thank you very much. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back from that break. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, I remember this song, Squirrel. Yeah. I think I had the, I didn't have a mullet, but it was longer in the back. You know, it was big in the 80s. Buick Riviera. Sure. That's when you had to have some skill pick up a girl. Not everybody was a tramp looking to have an abortion back then. Couldn't last a day in my world, squirrel. Nowadays, look at these girls. Please. Just got to show up. I don't even know what a man is. I mean, look at them. Half of them are talking about transgender. And uh, the other thing that fits, people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Did you know that the DNC is excited about going to one of the prime examples of what it looks like when the Democrat mafia runs and ruins a city? The sewer of Chicago. Oh, it's true. Lourdes and Dina, good afternoon. This is a full campaign blitz by local Democratic officials. They are hard at work trying to convince the Democratic National Committee to bring the Democratic National Convention to Chicago in 2024. They put on quite a show for the officials today. The Jesse White Tumblers performed. But that was really just for the cameras. This is about wooing the DNC Selection Committee that's taking a closer look at logistics, checking out tourist attractions, potential venues for events and hotels. The group is also dining tonight in Millennium Park. Chicago is one of four finalists for the 2024 DNC. New York, Houston, and Atlanta are the other cities in the running. A solidly blue state with demographics that closely mirror the entire country. Illinois is also aiming to become an early presidential primary state. DNC officials are considering that. But today is all about the convention, the prestige and thousands of jobs it would bring. Congressman Danny Davis put it this way. Not only is the convention good for Chicago, Chicago is good for President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. Here's a little bit of what Governor Pritzker, Mayor Lightfoot and DNC Chair Jamie Harrison had to say. 
This is what it looks like when Americans vote for leaders who support hardworking families, who, uh, through policies of a fair minimum wage, expanding voting rights, uh, protecting civil rights and human rights, and standing up for the right to choose. A convention. This is what it looks like. This is exactly what it looks like. The greatest example of Democrat corruption, Democrat incompetence, is the sewer of Chicago. It's the best. And this state decided to put a scallywag who's been on, I don't know how many hours of FBI tapes, I think 14 hours, FBI tapes, talking to the other roach, wretched son-in-law of a Chicago gangster, Rod Blagojevich, and Pritzker right there, carving up the city like a couple of gangsters, carving up a poker pot. The problem is the people of Chicago like it that way. People of Illinois... 50% from what I can tell, but I am not good at reading polls. I do know somebody who is. Rod McCulloch is excellent at reading polls. In fact, he's got the latest edition of an Illinois poll. Rod, thank you for joining me. How are you? Good, Sean. How are you doing? I'm still shocked that anybody that isn't actually in on the scam, whether they be a welfare roach recipient of the corruption, or they have one of these phony baloney companies that is a money laundering scheme for the Democrat mafia, would still vote for a Democrat. But as I read your poll, it looks like 48.9% of Illinoisans are fine with this fat slob. I'm sorry, Governor Pritzker? I want to be specific who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I'm a little overweight myself, so let's, uh, <laughs> all right. let's be, be specific. Uh, yeah, that's all right. No, uh, well... Democrats, you know, look, Democratic voters will be Democratic voters. Republican voters will be Dem- Republican voters. Illinois in the past, it's not a secret, has been a blue state. Uh, history tells us that an off-year election is bad for the party in power, but not in every state and not in every race. The uh, other party has to put forward a credible candidate and a credible campaign. And that's what Illinois Republicans are trying to do this year. In fact, on my last show, I had clip after clip. It's been the last six years in a row. Illinois has been the most corrupt, the city of Chicago, most corrupt big state in the country. We've got aldermen under indictment. We've got failures. We've got uh, uh, money uh, schemes like the Jane Byrne extension, which is taking longer than any project that built uh, expressways under canals in England. Yet here we are, and you're telling me, when you did this poll, 48.9% of people are just so married to the ideology of corruption. They said, yeah, I'll still vote for the fat guy. Is that what this uh, looks like to me? Um, well, you know, not everybody pays attention to the news like you do or I do every day. So a lot of people don't even know there is corruption, honestly. I mean, it's a sad commentary on the state of the electorate, but that's true. And, uh, you know, there are other reasons that look. Uh, my Republican friends laugh about, they make fun of J.B. Pritzker. And, 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 and uh, you know, the Democrats make fun of Darren Bailey and Donald Trump. That's also where we're at as an electorate. But uh, there are people, you look at, for instance, Pritzker's management of COVID, um, the lockdowns, the vaccine mandates, all that stuff that other Democratic governors did also. It actually is, is not among the total electorate, an unpopular thing. Now, the difference is that people who feel strongly about vaccine mandates or lockdowns are about two or, or two and a half to one against them, as opposed to people who just say, ah, okay, I'll go along with it. And, and 
if you ask that question even today, do you approve of Governor Pritzker's handling of the COVID-19 problem? You'd get a majority that said yes. But do they feel wow. strongly about it? No. People who are strongly who are against the way he handled it, they feel strongly about it. I mean, what this really is a, is a testimony to is that Democrats by nature are willing slaves. Democrats by nature like the authoritarian corruption that the Democrat mafia displays in these heavily, heavily destroyed states that are welfare states. And when you see these numbers, does this solidify in your mind that there is a reason that Illinois is the top, one of the top states losing citizens? And it's clear by this poll, the only ones moving out are the ones that were taxpayers, entrepreneurs, and productive people in the first place. And the rest that have stayed for the most part are willing slaves to the Democrat corruption. You, you definitely have some of that. But, you know, there's another aspect to this, too, Sean. And that is this, uh, these numbers uh, personify how inept and uh, a total sham the Illinois Republicans are. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, one reason that these voters, one reason these voters vote for Democratic candidates year in and year out is they don't feel they really have an alternative. You know, uh, the Republicans are going around for several election cycles screaming at the top of their lungs, fire Madigan, fire Madigan. And whatever you think about that, whether he should have been fired or shouldn't have been fired, the Republicans during those years did not even file enough House candidates that if every single one of them had won, they would have had a Republican speaker. That's how inept they have been over these years. So even if the voters did what they wanted them to do, it wouldn't have you know, vote, vote Republican, it wouldn't have eliminated Mike Manning. And back when all those three or four election cycles, that was their number one goal. And they couldn't even have accomplished it if they had been successful. That's how inept they had been. So the, the, just to go through some poll numbers so the people know why I'm so frustrated, um, Republicans polled 39% said they would vote for Darren Bailey. Democrats, or these are just citizens. These aren't Republicans or Democrats. Let me change that. These are, these are li- li- likely general election voters. Likely general elections. 39% for Darren Bailey. 48.9% for the manatee, J.B. Pritzker. Libertarians right. have 2%. Don't know right. and undecided. 10.1%. Out of, those, right. out of those 10.1%, the makeup is very interesting to me. Um, males are 11.6%, females are 8.8%, and it looks like the most interesting opportunity here is in central Illinois, where 20% of the people are undecided. Seriously, I am just astonished at this. I figured there are two counties that are strongly Democrat, mafia-run counties. Those are Cook and DuPage now. But what this is telling me is that this is all throughout Illinois. You have a strong foothold of Democrats. Well, uh, a couple of things about those numbers that you just read off. Um, When there's a high number of undecided when an incumbent is running, it it, it can be bad news for the incumbent. So, for instance, you got a person, J.B. Pritzker, who has 100% name ID. Every single human being in Illinois knows who J.B. Pritzker is. So the education about who he is is over. So the thinking goes in some polling circles is that if at this point in the game someone hasn't decided that they like J.B. Pritzker, they aren't going to decide they like him. So that could be bad news for the incumbent. The exception to that rule is if the incumbent, and this guy has enough money to do it, as you know, if he (laughs) makes the challenger 
more disliked than he is. Now, this happened in the 80s with Jim Thompson when I first got in the polling business. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the insider talk sort of gossip was that Jim Thompson was the second most disliked person in Illinois politics. The most disliked was his opponent, Adley Stevenson. Sure. Because Thompson and his team ran, you know, negative Thompson, campaigns against Jim, him. Jim Thompson, to me, is the one of the greatest moron, obvious, in-on-the-scam Republicans this state's ever had. And my favorite quote by him when asked about the cost of living index uh, he's supposed to be this lawyer for this at the time, highest paid law firm in the state. He said, I, I didn't know what compound interest was. You have to love that kind of stupidity. But I love <laughs> the fact that you're willing right. to do these polls in a very, very tough atmosphere. You are the owner and founder of Re- uh, Victory Research. Rod McCulloch, I know it's a short segment, but I had only had a limited time. Thank you very much. Please keep me up to speed because I'd like to know if it's better to just abandon the one asset I have in this state or try to hope that I could bounce back and get some equity. Well, we'll come on another time. The sweeper race this year is going to be for the U.S. Senate. That's one that people aren't paying that much attention to, but I think it's going to be a barn burner. I like it when you say barn burner. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you later. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said this my next like guest is one of my favorite guests to bring on, because my next guest's resume looks like something you'd be very proud of if it was your son and you paid a tremendous amount of money for school. He is a research fellow in the Thomas R. Rowe Institute for Economic Policy Studies at the Heritage Foundation. He holds a Ph.D. in economics from George Mason University, a B.A. in economics and political science from McGill University. And he's being told what a recession is by a bunch of know-nothing, do-nothing political pimps and whores. Peter St. Ange, how do you handle being told what a recession is by people who have never worked or uh, done anything of significance in the economic world? Uh, this is the price you pay to uh, play in politics. You know, these one of the uh, the biggest pro and the biggest cons is that uh, people in Congress, politics in general, are idiots. Uh, they talk as if they know what's happening, but really they don't know very much. And the reality is we, the people, have allowed them to do something as diabolical. I'm now calling our economic system a transgendering bull market as they are trying to tell me what a recession is versus what my own eyes are seeing. And I find it pathetic. But aren't we the ones at fault? After all, we keep electing these charlatans, do we not? That is the question is why these people keep staying in power. My best guess is that the media uh, does their job. They they cover for them they you know gaslight they mansplain media splain they do everything they can to cover the truth give these people cover and the reality is if you cannot continue to operate the country without every 30 or 60 days coming up with a new scam a new emergency but all wrapping up a new spending bill every 
every single time. It's a continuing resolution. It's a reconciliation. It's a build back better. It's a chip science bill, whatever the hell they want to name their next spending. But the reality boils down to this. The government, although reaping more revenue from the people than at any other time in history, any other place around the world, we're number one, cannot function without spending money. Isn't that all just a cover story for technical bankruptcy? Yeah, I think without a doubt. Uh, Ever since the 1970s, when we went off gold, we were headed toward uh, national bankruptcy. It was always an inevitability. It was just a question of, do we get there fast or slow? And 2008, you know, with the financial crisis, uh, that sort of accelerated this march off the cliff. Uh, And since COVID, obviously, it's gone into hyperdrive. At this point, they're acting like they're panicked. I mean, they just pull these random things out of the bag. They say, uh, try this, try that. They seem to think that uh, they know the end is near for them. People aren't buying it anymore. And, you know, there's always, um, I've always heard this throughout my life. You'll know, and we're going over the cliff. We, we hear this throughout time. But the reality is, as long as we can continue to allow constant manipulation, constant uh, creation of, of new money, creation of debt, you may not hit the ground the way Thelma and Louise did. You may just wait until the rest of the world says, I'm not buying it anymore. I mean, what does it look like in the, in this new reality where everyone is in on the debt and print and spend scam? What does collapse look like? Yeah, that's what's interesting. We've never had a situation where every country or every major country in the world uh, went off the cliff together, right? Traditionally, uh, one country screws up and then, you know, their currency plunges to zero and they go back to gold or something like that. That's kind of the traditional way to do it. Uh, This is new now, and, you know, governments put pressure on each other. Uh, We saw it during COVID. There was a groupthink on every aspect, you know, of of, uh, public health, of the economy, down the line. Uh, So we're kind of in a situation where if we go down, we sort of all go down together. You know, I'm looking at your resume as we're talking, because your resume is literally pages long, and everything you've done. International trade, uh, you've been to Taiwan, all over uh, the Asia Pacific. I mean, you've studied everywhere. You've watched all of this. And I'm thinking about what it looks like as we say the collapse. And doesn't it really look like exactly what our news presents us each and every day? The idea that the government needs to seize more and more of our of our business, more and more of the decisions in the country, become more and more the overlord. So that collapse isn't going to look like it did in the 30s, where there were no systems in place. Collapse now will look like Asia, China, Europe, where you can't move, or a Democrat state, where you can't move without a politician, his approval, his okay, his blessing, and now... Instead of a collapse being bankrupt and, oh, woe is me, we have to start over again, an American collapse is you're now obviously a pawn and a slave of the government. So could we not be there already? Uh, well, the the saving grace of it is that our government is so incompetent uh, that, you know, if things really do crash here, probably the first thing that's going to crash is the government itself. In other words... They're going to pay themselves. They're going to pay the military. They're going to do this and that. 
but they'll start to kind of pull back and not really care anymore. You know, uh, they're not going to put the money into the uh, weekly uh, sanitary checks on your restaurant and the sort of extortionate, you know, all of this harassment. Uh, so one of the saving graces is that as we get nearer to crisis, the government actually recedes, not because it wants to, but because it has to. Uh, the tax revenue is not keeping up. It can't sell its bonds because, you know, uh, the, the rates are going through the roof. So, you know, and this sort of gets to a broader point on socialism in general, that the closer you get to true socialism, the worse things get, right? The power goes out. You can't, uh, you know, you've got empty shelves. Gasoline is, you know, five, six dollars. The closer you get to socialism, people start seeing the effects and they get angry. So, you know, I, I, so it looks I'm like. I'm not sure it's guaranteed that we're going to go off the edge simply because people are reacting, right? The media is doing everything they can to cover for Brandon and people are not buying it. Every time they roll out some new, you know, wacky idea, the people just laugh at them. So. It's not working. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing that gives me hope. So to capsulate for the, the people who um, are working and don't pay attention, all of the economics that you and I get to look at is when the entire country looks like the south side of Chicago, we are already at that point. I mean, because you're just described every Democrat inner city sewer um, the, the way it exists now. And I find it ironic that the American Democrat and those people who support it and a large part of the corporatist Republican Party, still are practicing and still are touting this economic cannibalism of government spending and everything is going to be fine. We see it at every aspect and we see the failure from everything from health care to just the services of the street department and the rest of it. When you see them now have a new bill and say, we are going to move forward with $240 billion in a chip and science bill, that's pretty much the end for all of the companies that created massive amounts of money that nobody even heard about 35 years ago. Why in the world would the, would the common ordinary man have to sacrifice his taxes, his tax dollars, to bu- give money to billionaires throughout the America? Why is that even happening? Oh, absolutely. You know, somebody put it well on Twitter. They said uh, we're at the um, looting the Treasury stage of imperial collapse here. Uh, They're just grabbing anything they can. They're handing it to any billionaire who writes them a check. And, you know, I've I've spent time in in, uh, poor countries. If you go somewhere like Nigeria, kids who grow up in even slums in Nigeria, okay, Mm -hmm. uh, they're surrounded by family, friends. You know, there's little businesses. There's the fruit guy. It's a very nice childhood in many ways. It is, we have no idea how bad things are in the U.S. I mean, we've got cities here where, you know, they they just look like war zones. It's not like that in Nigeria, in Indonesia. That is not third world. That that, That is something worse. And specifically what it resembles is not the third world. It resembles the Soviet bloc. You know, these, these soulless cities that are just empty of any kind of commerce. I think that's the kind of thing that, unfortunately, we're headed towards. And uh, you're broadcasting. You're, we're doing this interview, but you're having your your dinner for the Heritage Foundation. That's tonight, right? Tell us a little bit about the dinner because you are having this celebration, ironically, in a city you just described where you better valet and it, but the guy better be wearing Kevlar. So tell us a little bit about tonight. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, a lot of these issues here. Um, you know, a lot about the economy, uh, how we got here, how are we going to get out of this mess. I think one of the most important things to remember is that we have been through a lot worse, right? America has a broken leg. It does not have terminal cancer. Well, I, I mean, we, throughout history, Americans have just, when the time demands that we've stood up, and, you know, whether it's the 1970s, the 30s, uh, the 19th century, we have gotten through a lot worse, and I do believe we're going to again. Is there a plan in place? You know, I've always felt the idea that all they have to do is fail with plausible deniability and say, we'll do better. It seems to be their perfect weapon of waste, fraud, and abuse. And when I say they, I mean government. This is a bipartisan issue. But ultimately, when you have this many people in the real world, the real capitalists, the real American Americans who know what is happening right before our eyes, why is there not an entity that puts up a fight for the taxpayers where they allow us to be law-abiding yet not turn over our money to these corrupt oligarchs in America, being Senator Schumer, uh, uh, McConnell. I mean, pick a scoundrel out there who has this new idea that sounds like the Soviet five-year plan every time they open their mouth. Why isn't there a way for us to take our money that we are paying and diverting it to an escrow account to say, look, we're not scoff laws. We'll pay our taxes, but you're not getting your hands on it so you can enrich your friends in the in the green energy boondoggle, in the military-industrial complex boondoggle in Ukraine, and the rest of it i gotta make my money because i that's i'm a man that's what i do but i'm sick and tired of you wasting exorbitant amounts of it in your pet projects of corruption there seems to be no way to fight and this idea you know we're from illinois brother who who are we gonna elect to stand up for us there's nobody so we need a we need an entity that does the fighting for us in the court system is that even possible or am i just dreaming no i mean it's absolutely possible we've had that through most of history uh, we got this kind of permanent oligarchy where, you know, the two parties, um, you know, collude uh, to work against us. And it's, you know, slowly through primaries and through grassroots organizing, it is depressingly slow. It takes a lot of work. But, I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of people who are active in this now. We've seen a lot of reforms at state levels in places like New Hampshire where, You'd have one person with a passion, and they move the world. Um, you know, I think one of the most important things for people to understand is that the system is actually very open uh, to getting involved, to organizing, to getting things done, but you have to do it through the standard channels. Um, you know, you, you organize, you volunteer in primary, you get names out, you run for the school board, kind of boring things like that. This is how you shift the lever. What did we lose you? Are you there, Peter? Yep. Sure okay. Am. Yeah. I like this idea that you can do it, but I also, I want, I, you know, this is what I like about your organization. You have a way of writing articles uh, from a multitude of different authors who constantly bring us back to that, the, the mooring of principles. But now we are so unmoored to see these, mm-hmm. these people actually cook the books and I use this analogy a lot that would make the guys at Enron say, I can't believe they got away with that nonsense. I mean, on every front, every time the government talks to me, it's lying to me. Um, is there a way to release simultaneously 
economic numbers and indicators and the reality to show where the fraud is in the repo market overnight, that there is nobody to buy the bonds, that they have to loan money to hedge funds. Isn't there a way to show when they give an information? I mean, I can only do my show five five days a week. When they release a number, this is the truth. And let the ordinary man who's being taxed and controlled into oblivion have some ammunition to at least know he's not crazy as he looks at these economic illiterate butter-handed children who voted for this dimwit, corrupt political whore for 50 years, say, ah, everything's okay. I'm tired of pretending it's okay. I'm tired of pretending this is America. This is some Soviet hybrid, and we need to go back to the way fundamentals were articulated, even so recent as 10 years ago. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, You know, there are a lot of resources that people can look to. Shadow Stats is a site that, you know, they just use uh, the old definitions. You know, they used the government definition of inflation back in the 1970s. Uh, that would put it at over 11% at this point, not 9.1. Yeah. Uh, another good side is uh, Zero Hedge. Sure. Um, they are very skeptical about the things the government say. They give a lot of alternative views. Uh, and, of course, Heritage is doing more of that now. You know, we're starting to be more vocal, not as obedient as we've been sometimes in the past. And we're uh, actually able to say what we think now. Uh, which is exactly, you know, government spews BS. It's uh, pure lies. You have to sift through it uh, to try to figure out what little nuggets in there are actually true. And they're usually not the things that they want you to know. That's true. Like, uh, for instance, how many Republicans are accepting of welfare under a different name of subsidy or voucher. This is the part that sickens me. And I remember before Barack Obama implemented the cornerstone of all collapses in Obamacare, 50% of Americans were on welfare before he took office. If you were to ever really calculate how many Americans received subsidies of one form or another, what do you think, if you just had to guess, two guys were sitting around, were having a cigar after dinner tonight at your function, how many Americans you really think are subsidized? I say it's 80%. What do you think it is? Yeah, it, it's almost impossible to live in this country without receiving government money. They take it from you, and then they force you to take the price. You know, example is public schools, right? Yeah. So you can opt out of the schools. You can go, you know, hire your own teachers or go to a, uh, go to a private school. But, you know, most people can't afford that. I mean, you <laughs> You know, you're already paying for the public school in the first place. About half of your property taxes are public schooling. You had to pay that your entire life, even though you kids were only in school for you know, how many years. So yeah. that's the game they play, right, is that they take it all from you, and then they take their cut. They take their 30 or 50% cut for them and their buddies. They give you back the 50 cents. And, you know, most people think, hey, this is great. I got 50 cents from the government. And it, it never occurs to them that Governments don't have anything. They don't make anything. They, they don't yeah. farm. They don't produce anything of value. All they do is they steal from somebody, they take a big cut off it, and then they try to you know buy your vote with it. And the saddest part, too, Peter, is how many poor people are forever damned to poverty and mediocrity because the way the system is structured is a system of extortion that keeps the ordinary man down as it's constantly stealing 35 to 50%, depending on how good he is at earning money, of his way to work his way out of it. Yet every one, 
Every one of these congressmen, every one of their staffers, all inside trading multimillionaires. That's the part we need to articulate. Those are the things we need our people to work on. To me, this is a bipartisan issue because I don't give a rip what you pretend you are. Unless you're in on this scam, you better point it out and demand it stops. Or just walk around like a Chicago Democrat where you're too stupid to notice it. Either way, I I, I can't take the idea that somehow these people who go to work and make Decent amounts of money, all are worth five, six, seven million. Well, a working man has to generate eighteen million to be worth five million. It's a disgusting system of cannibalism, and I need it to change. Are you people at Heritage going to work on this, or are you going to enjoy your dinner and your rich desserts? What are you going to do tonight? Oh, we are all over this. The people who are coming tonight are deeply involved in this. This is uh, the number one issue. How do we save America? How do we get out of this hole we've been dug into? So, no, all of us, this is what we dedicate our lives to. Yeah, well, you can do both. The good news is everyone in that room oh, yeah. is smart enough to do both. <laughs> you can eat and enjoy yourself and solve the problems. I understand from my producer, Honey Bunny, you invited me. I would have loved to have been there, but there is oh, the show. Love to have you. That's right. i got to shave Chicago one conservative at a time, and that's what we're doing. Because we will not allow... Chicago Democrat rats to even listen to the show. So these are all good people here, and they're all wishing you very well, as am I. And once again, thank you very much for the invite. I will make it next time. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Keep it up up at the Heritage Foundation. Peter St. Ange, thank you so much for everything. Thank you. We'll be back later. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's on the tip of my tongue. Who sings this, squirrel? Coldplay. Now, this isn't the, they're not the ones that started at all with the wearing women's clothes on stage, right? No. It was Prince. Ah, kidding. All right, I want to play this voicemail we got yesterday because I found it to be fantastic. Hi, just wondering where Sean Thompson is this evening. It's a little bit after 4 o'clock, and um, I'd like to be reassured that he's going to be on the air tomorrow. I'm here to reassure you. I am on the air today. I had Ta-da! to take. I had to take a uh, unusual day off. I I hate taking days off. You know, I thought that if they would uh, patch me through on the cell phone, I might have been able to do the show, but I, it would just sounded terrible. However, I am back today, and uh, a lot of news. A lot of news. It's, it was a bad day to take off. Kamala Harris is out to reassure people. Uh, good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion. Um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. She must have been talking to Saudis. You have to reassure those people exactly who they're talking to because it's confusing, especially as you walk around in that same suit, only different colors. Who makes that? I thought Lane Bryant went out of business. What the hell is going on? And I like how we have to clear things up now, which is why... Don't worry about a recession. This is a transgendering bull market. Happy days are here again. Don't worry about a thing. Especially you, Greg and Rogers Park. Hi, Greg. 
Hi, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, Sean, you know, the, um, I'm fine. I don't, I don't care if Kamala Harris is the best fun state in all Washington, D.C. I don't want her or any Democrats coming into the city in a couple of years for this convention. Yeah. I don't think fiscally we can afford it because it's going to cost overtime for police. They don't talk about cost. And they sure don't give us uh, citizens a chance if our put, input, if we want to pay more tax dollars for this stinking thing. I love it. And, I, you know, I love you in the Christmas time. But I will say this. Chicago Democrats and Democrats in general do not care about costs, Greg, in Rogers Park. As you know, they are celebrating their bankruptcy and their failure by uh, insisting that Chicago is the perfect place to hold the DNC. And this size and visibility would be tremendously beneficial to this city and give us an opportunity to claim our narrative on a global stage. Bottom line. See, now, Greg was unfortunately on a line. He was on hold for a while, and he, he turned into Elvin, uh, one of the Chipmunks brothers. Sexy as a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. That's right. That's how I sound in a high-pitched voice. And uh, I still think he sounded better than Lori Lightfoot with her fake masculine voice. Well, it's kind of a yell, but not really a yell. You're not a man. Stop acting like one, silly. It's about the show. It's about putting on the best show possible on the ground, but also on television. It is a show, like Guys and Dolls, only now it's just Dolls and Dolls. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, happy to have you back. Thank you, uh, I love the, the, the guests that you have, Rod McCall and, and Peter Andre. Yes. Uh, St. Andre. Fantastic. you got to say it right now. It's very I mean, this is a big, This guy's a big deal. Andre. Big deal. Head of the Heritage Foundation. Peter St. Andre. you got to put the saint in there. Very aristocratic. He's one French man who never dropped a gun and surrendered. Go ahead. What I like to talk about, what he talked about and what you talked about is you're trying to save Chicago one conservative at a time. And the thing is, wait, when wait, you're wait. talking to McCauley... Did I, I didn't talk about, about saving Chicago. I'm talking about identifying for what it is, taking everyone you oh, love and getting them the hell out of there. That's how I view it, but go ahead. Yeah, you said you said save Chicago one conservative at a time. Yeah. Anyhow, back to Rod's thing, what he was talking about, how, oh, some people are like, yeah, they're okay with J.P. Pritzker. I think that's because they have Stockholm Syndrome. If you're familiar with Stockholm syndrome, is this is where you start? Of course, to I am. I'm married. The people who's kept you in jail. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, but there, there, it, it's it, with the, uh, the the numbers that he gave and what Peter talked about. How you're going to change it from the organization's grassroots level, and it's going to take time, but it is a possibility. And with now is the time that we can actually change, or people who are in Chicago can help themselves. Because you and I were You're not, uh, I, listen, brother, I get you, and I love the optimism, and yeah, but, you know, I'm not a Pollyanna, right? And and, and the other thing is... I'm not a Pollyanna. You have to remember, how, how do people, optimists, go in the business? They hope for the best, and they prepare for the worst. So the idea the worst. that you still have 48% of Illinoisans, I'm talking 48%, went through two years of this fat fascist, Shutting down business, lying through his teeth, mask on, mask off, vaccine, all of it. Been wrong for two and a half years. 48% of these useful idiots will still go in and pull Democrat. That doesn't think you should prepare for the worst in your mind? Well, no, it, it does prepare for the worst, but yeah. it's still there's there's reason for optimism, for possibilities. I'm a realist. Yeah. Is it going to be difficult? Absolutely. But it, it's something that can happen based on the numbers that... Rod talked about, and the way that Peter talked about how what has to change and how that changes over history. I, I, could, I would expect 18% because uh, I, I, I've driven in Illinois in the last 24 hours. There's clearly at least 20% of absolute and total morons. But 48? Eh, you get what you deserve. Thank you, Kevin. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. 
You know, I'm from Chicago, like you, Sean. Yep. Uh, but I lived in on the south side, and I mean, there, you know, there's a strange trend coming out of Chicago. Have you noticed? Have I noticed? Yeah, we got Pritzker. Yeah, I have a TV. We got Pritzker. Wait, we have Pritzker's brother who dresses as a woman uh-huh. and now is giving money to schools for all those trans ideology classes that you hate your kids being in. But now, wait then, a minute. You know, before you go on, before you go on, I've met him. I, a wonderful man. Wonderful. And may I say, twice as lovely as Penny. The Pritzkers in general, when it comes to women, this guy's not bad. I mean, he's in the top 4% of the Pritzker women. Have you really taken a look at the Pritzkers? That's about as good looking as you're going to get as a female. Go ahead. Oh, you're so funny. And then Kamala Harris. So I just, this is how I judge who is and who is not trans. And there are a lot of them in Hollywood that you would not think, but the Adam's apple is a dead giveaway. I don't, I don't care how good it looks. If it has the Adam's apple, I'm sorry. It's one of them. You tell me okay. God's not Don Rickles. He's going to give everybody an apple. So you go ahead. You put on your pedal skirt, Rachel Levine. What are you going to do about the eight ball in your throat? I love that. God is Don Rickles. He just looks like Charlton Heston. Thank you very much. Let's hear from my... Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, <laughs> mental, and behavioral health. And as your... Yeah, you're a woman... Joe Biden isn't riddled with dementia. Kamala Harris is qualified to be the vice president. And the stock market is bullish. It's all very trans. 312-642-5600. That's why Roger Pedactor is dead. He found Captain Winky. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. I remember a long time ago, there was no idea you're going to drive around in an electric car. By the way, did you know this, Squirrel? I bet you didn't. Electric vehicles, on average, weigh 35 to 55 percent. They're heavier than the normal car. This just, this information came out because they have to start to print some of the specifics of these vehicles. These vehicles now will be on the road. In comparison to the car that the same government has made very light that they strap your dumb ass in. Now you're driving around minding your own business. Here comes one of these idiots in this electric vehicle that goes from zero to 60 in about three seconds. And the car weighs twice as much. What do you think is going to happen to the deaths on the roads of America? All for the environment. You almost have to admire the scam. Just like you have to admire the scam of how we're redefining the economic climate we're all living through. And for instance, it went from this. These United States are confronted with an economic affliction of great proportions. We suffer from the longest and one of the worst sustained inflations in our national history. It distorts our economic decisions, penalizes thrift, and crushes the struggling young and the fixed income elderly alike. It threatens to shatter the lives of millions of our people. Idle industries have cast workers into unemployment, human misery, and personal indignity. That's how the government used to talk about inflation. Now here's how they do it. At the Department of Energy, we are really obsessed with how we get to net zero by 2050 and how we get to 100% clean electricity by 2035. The fact that 5,000 scientists come here to try to solve those problems, it's a gift to the planet. (laughs) You know, Hockberg, 
Hackberg, David Hackberg is in studio. I remember when I was uh, a punk kid in high school, I used to get in a little fight, scuffle here and there, and I had this Christian brother, and he says, come on, you, you want to be a tough guy? You can be a tough guy. Let's go in the, in the room. All right. And I was putting on the headgear. We're going to fight. He says, if you, if you hit me in the face one time, you could have a week off. But if not, you'll sit down and you'll do whatever I tell you to do. And I was putting the head strap on, and he said, make sure the chin strap, real tight. Make sure it's tight. That should have been an indicator that I was going to get my ass kicked, right? (laughs) Then no heavyweight golden glove champion, brother Peter St. Joe's, kicked my teeth in. However, that's kind of what this reminds me of. Yeah. Make sure your chin strap's real tight for what's coming. The people have no idea what's coming. Well, here's what I like. All the road taxes that we're paying with the gas that we're paying, you're putting heavier cars in the road that's not going to be buying gas. Who's going to be repairing the roads that constantly crumble? That that we could build, hold on, we could build runways that land airplanes on it 24 hours a day, seven days a week at O'Hare. When's the last time you heard of a pothole at O'Hare? We can't build roads here in Illinois without a pothole. Well, I like that, but here's the thing you should know, and you do know this. This is just the introduction to you're going to love this EV. Just buy it. All of the taxes will come down the road. About two years from now, after Fatso, if he somehow gets enough people in there to secure the governorship again. Now you EV guys, you know, those license plates that you thought were free, they'll be $6,000. 100%. Absolutely. You know what's coming. Yep. And the reason I wanted to get you in here, multitude of reasons, what's coming when the Fed? We had to do it. Point up. What do you think that's going to do to the average Joe driving home right now from his second job, hoping he gets a third job because he's got a kid that has an eye on schooling? It, well, what's already happening? It, it's crushing the listener right now. That's already seen the rate increases since January 1st. We're already up a point and a half. We're going to be up over two points. You know, it's either going to be two and a quarter or two and a half, whatever it is. The challenge that you have here, Sean, is that the listeners decided we're going on vacation, hell or high water. We haven't gone on vacation over the summer break for two years. Screw it. Our mass down, we're going on vacation. Yeah. Great. They go on vacation. Gas is now five plus dollars a gallon. It's now costing them an extra five hundred dollars to fill their tanks. No problem. They get to their destination. Food is now thirty to forty percent more. <laughs> now hotels are thirty to forty percent more. So what's going to happen is, here's this. Uh, drop the music. I'm on. I'm rolling here. So so they're going to be coming home with a rate increase, third fourth rate increase this year when the credit card bills hit because they don't have the money to cover yeah. these expenses. It's going to, September's going to be a come to, you know, whatever Lord. You that could you say preach, it. Come to Jesus. There time. you go. Get okay. it out. It, it, feel it, better it, now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hit the music. We'll pick it up. On <laughs> All the right. Side. We're going to pick it up. This is how you solve your problem. Prepare. David Hochberg is here. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. Come on, Hochberg, you're jealous of the music. Just say you're jealous. So jealous. Jealous of the music. It's the best music in radio. It really is. Bar none. Should play more of it. So now, here's another thing we do in radio that's a little different. I don't give a rip who's selling you a line of bull dung. It's bull dung. And this cannibalism, this economic scheme of the government is destroying the quality of life for those hardworking, honest people. I understand that pool's getting smaller and smaller. 
But that's who this show is for. So as these corrupt wannabe oligarch morons destroy your economy, destroy the future, you can save yourself if you prepare. Right? Amen. And the hope is that you will not prepare. Because the more desperate a person is, the more willing they are to become a Democrat roach. They are. Because they just want to get cut in on the scheme. They want the bailout. They want the subsidy. They need the welfare. And before you know it, everything's the sewer of Chicago. I cannot afford to have that happen to my beautiful Florida or my beautiful America. So we're going to stop it right here. And it stops with you. And if you can't do it, you can educate your kids on doing it. The idea that so many people are living hand-to-mouth on credit cards is setting them up for a bankruptcy that will make 2009 look like a wonderful year in the economy. Yeah. And that's the position we're in because these corrupt government corporatists did the exact same thing. The exact same thing, only they times it by 10. And now that the hook is in real, real deep. So as the defaults happen, the same bull dongle happen. The mysterious short sale. What's that? That's when everybody pays the, the welfare corruption of big banks, shady operators, and it just goes away. And the guy who intended on stiffing the bank the whole time, he becomes the virtuous victim. And you become the pigeon that pays it off. I cannot have that happen, at least with the complacency of good people. So what you need to do is get yourself off of that revolving door. To me, it's by managing debt. That is the key to success. Yeah, It's managing your debt. So if you have debt in fluctuating uh, terms, if you have credit card debt, Hockberg, what do they got to do? Well, here's the deal, I, and I don't want to make this into an, uh, a commercial for me. I just want to state some facts. There was an article that dropped today that twenty, about 20 to 23% of Americans right now don't have any money for an emergency fund. Another 20%, 20 23%, have less than three months for an emergency fund. And then another 23-some percent have got five months and under, three to five months. So that's 66%. It, it, it's over, it came out Two-thirds. Over, it came out to over 70% of Americans don't have a, a, a pot to urinate in right now, because I don't know if you could say the other word. But that's the problem we have right now, Sean. Yeah. And it's like we said prior to the break. Everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses, okay? But the challenge is the freaking Joneses are broke. Okay, and you're trying to keep up. <laughs> yes, with, you know, Mrs. Jones is having an affair with the mailman, and he's late on the car payment. It doesn't look as nice as they want you to believe it is. The only thing that our listeners who own homes, the only way you're getting out of this is going to be able to refinance in the future. The challenge right now is the capital markets are locked on the mortgage side. The banks don't want to come in right now with any type of attractive arms because they don't know what's going to happen in November. There, no. are, there are billions, trillions of dollars right now. Everybody in the mortgage industry is begging for a product to offer your listeners and and sure. and and the and the consumers out there. The challenge is if you if a bank comes out with a five year arm right now, the thirty year fix is in the high fives, low three, uh, high fives, low sixes, depending upon credit and 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 all the different variables that go into it. January first, three to three and a quarter percent. I mean that's 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 unbelievable. You're okay. talking double. Maybe well, yeah, you're, you're 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 talking to finance a hundred thousand dollars went from about four hundred and ten to twenty dollars a month, up to, to over over six hundred and twenty five thirty forty dollars a month. So what what does that do when you're trying to finance a home? It's not happening in Florida because everybody's coming down there and you know with cash. If what? Go well, ahead. I I love this analogy, but it's very political 
Because life is political. Sure. And the reason that Florida market is different isn't just because of the weather. It's because of the climate of politics right. and the honesty in government management. This government in Illinois and other Democrats are so corrupted that the expenses have to be so high that we, are, we have broken the covenant with the customer, with the homeowner, with the property owner. We've broken the ad valorem system. And now we are dragged into the deep waters of liability costs. And the other diabolical issue is the government's liability costs are up as well. Real estate taxes here on a $300,000 home in McHenry, Kane, DuPage County, anywhere from eight to $10,000 a year. So when you factor that in, the homeowner's real estate tax bill is sometimes greater than their mortgage payment. Okay, so what does that do? That puts further pressure on pricing here. Yeah. Down in Florida, that same home, okay, they, here, Frank, uh, Franklin County, Tennessee, right? It's mm-hmm. where a lot of people from Chicago move. <laughs> New house, 2,500 square foot to 3,000 square foot house, three bed, two bath, three, two car garage, $300,000, property taxes, three Gs. And this is the cost of, of living in under a Democrat system that lies to its people yeah. and pays for its corruption. You know, I, I had to take a ride to go get my, my oldest daughter. We had to do some stuff in college. And I stopped on the way back in uh, Iowa. And I stopped right on the river where you sure. go across the river and yeah. it's like Rock Falls or something. I can't yeah. remember. It's not the... It's Muscatine, not Iowa. La depends, something. La, it's French, whatever. Depending upon where you cross. I right. crossed at 80. Right. Okay? So we stop in there and we're looking at the homes. And the homes on the river are really nice. Sure, they're nice. Homes on the Illinois side. And we're sitting by some people and um, I get up, I go to the bathroom. I said, yeah, it's really nice here. I said, and how are the property taxes? The guy goes, I'm from Illinois. Mm-hmm. I bought here. I'm at least 35% less. At yeah. least. He goes, I really think it's more, but I, I haven't been familiar with Illinois. So just to give you an idea, you don't have to be in Florida to notice the difference. You just have to get away from these corrupt mafia Democrats. Sure. You go to Indiana, go to Wisconsin, go to um So go, if you are Michigan. here, you've yeah. got this headwind where you're because of your 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 mafia cost called taxes, yep. because of the effect on real estate future. Now your equity is different and sure. changed. And now because of the fluctuating Federal Reserve interest rate, your debt will count worse against you than it did just three months ago. Well, the challenge is a lot of our listeners right now, and Dr. Ed Siegel, by the way, a huge fan. Ed of, Siegel, and he, what kind of doctor is he? He's a mouth doctor. I don't know exactly Listen, what he does. Listen, could you get him to call Schumer? Have you seen the wife? Don't they have dental? Yeah, he's, he could do it. Did you see Chuck Schumer's wife? Yeah, he could spend a month in that. But yeah, um, Last time I saw teeth like that, I put her in a parlor. <laughs> Very bad. Very Let's tough. put that lady in a trifecta. I'll take a one-three wheel. She could eat an apple through a fence. The poor thing. Very, your senator's wife. Get your teeth talented, done. Very Toots. talented dental professional. All right. Lives in Northbrook. Good friend of my neighbor, mine. So um, I don't even know what the hell I was saying. What, you were you were talking about him and his situation. Oh, yeah. So so basically, homes in our area. Okay. Uh-huh. Six months ago, you put the house on the market. Three days, you got eighteen offers. My wife and I take the dogs for a walk. We go around on, <laughs> I, 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 on a... On a yeah. I didn't say I take the dog, the, the wife for a walk. I said, no, no, no. Yeah, I said, wife, by the time you I get back, it, you lost 250000 No, I have to take it easy, okay? Yeah. So stand up. I can't see you. So, the, um, so, so we take the dog for a walk. Houses have been on the market. Same houses. Unheard of six months ago. Yeah. Still on the market 60, 65, 70 days later. $50,000 price cuts. This is what's happening right now, Sean. Yeah, that's a negative indicator. That would yeah. be called a, a sell sign. Yeah. That is what's happening in this market. But 
the good news is this. I found, I, I remembered, I'm getting older, I'm, I'm losing my mind here. Yeah. All of our listeners that we refinance, all your listeners right now that we refinance the past two, three years in the yeah. twos and the threes are sitting with twenty, thirty thousand, forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of credit card debt because they have to. Their money doesn't go as far as it, as it used to. Sure. When when the rates come down into the fours and they'll drive this economy into the rocks, as you know, they always do. Yeah. And what are you doing to stimulate the economy? You drop the rates to get the economy going. <laughs> I've been doing this for twenty one years. Yeah. The, this is the cycle. Then we'll take everybody out of the sixes that were buying houses in the sixes. We'll put them in the fours. And everybody that's in their nice two and a half, three percent loan, you're going to have to make a decision, right? Do you want to roll that forty thousand dollars back into your home's equity? Which is going to slide back 5 to 10%. You know it's going to slide. Yeah. How do you know it's going to slide back? J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells got out of the HELOC business. What does that tell you? <laughs> All right, they're not. The, that's the, a canary. Two, that's a canary. The canary's upside down, turning colored. Yeah. They've already backed out of that market. The other lenders that are still in the HELOC market, home equity line of credit, checkbook against your house, have pulled back 5, 10%. What does that mean? House is worth. Okay, they'll lend you up to 90% of the value of your home. Your house is worth $100,000. You have an $80,000 first loan. Your loan to value is eighty. You got a $10,000 second. You got a combined loan to value at 90%. If your value drops 5%, 10% and your home's now worth $90,000, you're at 100% combined loan to value. What happens? Go It's like Beijing. Go back to 2008. The regulators start coming in. Uh-huh. The banks have to come in with more cash. They freeze your line of credit. And, and it's panic Deed at the Lou, disco. Baby. That's what we have. So we are going to see a 5% retraction. I've been telling listeners on the radio for the past year, sell your damn house. Yeah. Sell, and those like that, that. Those that listened still made out all right. We're still going to be fine. We're not We're not 08. As you know, we, we've got still a lack of inventory. In 08, we had too much inventory, and we had an overhang of 36 months. It's not going to be 08 all over again. No. No, it's not going to be a wait. We're going to see a 5%, 10% retraction. People are going to start to be able to buy houses again because the prices are coming down at these higher interest rates. Then when they crash the economy, which they will, what, what, it looks like, like you're I, passing I, because, a stone. Because here's the thing. I get what you're saying, and it's very you know accurate historically, but it, it's missing the factor that I see. What's the fact? The factor is those people that have visions of grandeur, visions of a successful life, leave sewer states. And you're 100%. not factoring that in, so you're gonna you're gonna be playing shuffling the deck. It'll be like Detroit. I agree. Where you got a bunch of people on subsidies, you got a bunch of of people that are barely hanging on, taking more debt and more debt. I say it's worse than 08, Hockberg. What do you think of that? I think I. I'll bet you dinner with your fancy uh, podiatrist. Doctor, or, doctor, no, doctor, he's doctor. a dental professional. Yeah, we will pay. I'll I'll make that bet. We'll have him pay. All Done. right, if he pays, I'll get. I'll figure out how to get him in, in charge of Chuck Schumer's wife. We got to fix those things or put a bit in her mouth. Anyway, uh, that has to happen because I don't want to be China. Because no. no one's talking about this, kid. A massive protest over frozen bank deposits turned violent in Zhengzhou in China. Police clashing with demonstrators. I was just going to go to Zhengzhou. <laughs> On Sunday, <laughs> demonstrators who were angry that some rural banks have kept millions of dollars frozen since April. At the time, the banks said they were upgrading their internal systems. But <laughs> and now, <laughs> now here, the reason that I played that, Americans are morons. Fractional lending. Mm-hmm. These banks yeah. right now have got on ghoul in the bank. Yeah. I go to cash a check for 10 dimes. They got to put me on a waiting list. They don't have money. Yeah. So this could happen in a hurry. The Federal mm-hmm. Reserve isn't so nimble. I understand they've consolidated. There's only so many loans. 
But how much of this debt does the government hold? Well, they've they have a ton of it. They in it's fact, a ton of it. They they that's went from forty percent to a hundred. They have a hundred percent of the risk, which means you, the people, do. I agree, but it was the same argument when we had HARP one and two. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Okay, we had HARP one and two, Home Affordable Refinance Program, coming out of 08 through two thousand eleven. Yeah, which in, which enabled mortgage professionals like myself to refinance homeowners that were living in homes that lost unbelievable that lost fifty to sixty percent. I I was I, I'll never forget. I just told the story the other day. A, a, a couple in Deer Park, cornfield blown out, cul-de-sacs, roads in, sewers in, streets in, curbs wow. in, a sidewalks in, all the way down at the cul-de-sac. There were five houses. Those are the only five houses built because everybody wanted the end of the cul-de-sac. How they owed three four hundred G's on the house. Houses were two fifty. Took him out of a 6% loan, put him into a 4% loan, freed up $500 a month. That loan performed because nobody wanted to move. Yeah. Okay, now they could afford it. Sure. All right, and what did they do? They took the five bills and they put it right back in the economy, and that's how we got out of it. Maybe, I've, maybe I've, we should go to Zhengzhou and see what we get some Zhengzhou. deal. I want to see what happens when those natives see you with your breast sweat. How, They'll start how? praying to your ass. Are you kidding me? They've never seen anything like David Hochberg. <laughs> Are you nuts? Are you? Uh, does your wife like that? She found yeah, a freaky girl that likes the breast sweat. She, she, she yeah, she, yeah. It's not like she's got she got a sister. Choice. You know, in case I let myself go. She got two sisters. All right, very good. She's All got right, two sisters. I'm gonna need a bag. Oh, they're both plant. single. Yeah, my wife's getting sick of me. Three, one, two. She was sick of you 15 years ago. <laughs> Six, four, two. At the Hawks game, I took it to. She's like, God, how did, did you I deal with it? Did I ever tell you, Squirrel? He's got his arm around the old lady making a pass at sure. That well, was in my know, arm. First Italian girl he ever saw. He lost <laughs> his mind. Three, one, two, six, four, two, fifty-six hundred. We'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Yeah, you thought I was lying to you about Schumer's wife, huh? No, yeah, that's You better get her to the gum doctor. Yeah, Dr. Siegel, you got a client there for life. My goodness gracious. You better brush him. I mean, what if her parents put braces on her? (laughs) Now, you see what I mean? You I put see. her up against the transgendering Pritzker. I'm taking that fella out for a corned beef sandwich. Help me out, please. You kidding me? Okay. That's not right. I mean, you're the speaker. He's a big shot now. He's a big shot. You know, here he's got all kinds of ideas. Have you heard a lot of these ideas? Afternoon, everybody. I'm glad to be joined by Senator Stabenow, Kelly, and Warnock, uh-huh. who all worked really hard to bring forward this historic and... Now- Here's where we get the David Hochberg expertise. You have been around these political pimps and whores for your entire career. Yes, I Back have. Back when you were in size 32, 32. Yes. Now, <laughs> here we are. Did you ever know a senator to work really hard? What do they do all day, Hochberg? Like all day. You're a senator. You walk in your office. You got what? How many people get in your coffee? 30? Right. And then you get in the office. What's your job? Work very hard. Oh, don't give me that poppycock because you don't want to get indicted or uh, investigated. They raise money. Right, they do. They figure out where they're going to put their money. Now, here, he's got an idea to smarmy. By the way, is it me or does he look like a gargoyle on the side of a bank? Momentous bill. We will look back on history Uh and say this was a time when America really realized its responsibility to stay the leading economic and uh, national security power in the world. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. It's a very, very significant bill. It will have effects on our children and grandchildren, and we're very proud that we have moved forward. As you know, the Senate took a major step forward on, on the Chips and Science Bill. We're calling it the Chips and Science Bill. It has <laughs> many different names. <laughs> this is the final name. Um, 
<laughs> now, you know a lot of smarmy it's so scumbags. It's so Have ridiculous. you ever heard that little laugh, that Gatsby yeah, laugh when he's yeah, so proud yeah. of himself? Why don't you name it Chips and Salsa? Because that's what you're going to do with the money, you crooked bastards. I don't need him giving our tax dollars to the Internet business. Yeah. Intel didn't need a dollar. They became worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Why are we giving him money, Hockberg? Huh? Campaign. Uh, um, yeah, look, look at what happens when I take him no, into the deep water con- out of his housing. Campa- you don't know what to say, do you, Campa- Marbles? Relax yourself. Campaign contributions. You're 100 percent right. They they raise funds from the minute they're there, from the, from the minute they start running until they until they stop running until they're not in office anymore. They're constantly raising money. You know, maybe we should get involved in a biofuel scam. Have you heard of this? No. Oh, it's billions. More now on a developing story we first brought you at noon today. Federal officials announced 88 charges in an Indiana-based biofuels fraud scheme, the largest of its kind in state history, an alleged plot that meant massive losses for the government, investors, and others. Here's RTV6 reporter Chris Prof. See, now, see, here's the problem I have with this green energy nonsense. It doesn't work. It's extremely expensive. Yes. And if it did work, wouldn't it get private money? But when the government gives you money into this, and I put solar panels on my house, and they cost $50,000, and I have to sign a mortgage that's attached to the deed, what does that do to my home prices, Hochberg? It decreases the home price. And my chance of selling a house in Illinois with solar panels. Yeah, well, you got to find somebody that wants solar panels, number one. And then you've got to have somebody Democrat pigeon unpainted well, toenails. Well, when you go to like take Pritzker. over, when you go to sell the sell the house, you got to make good on that on that note that you did for, uh, for the solar panels. If it's not paid off, that's not in the pitch. I know it's not in the pitch, but that's a fact. If you take out a twenty five or thirty thousand dollars second to put solar panels on your house. Uh-huh. And you sell your house, and that and that note's not paid back. But or... you don't have to take out a second. In fact, the company acts as a mechanic lien and is forever on title. Yet they don't disclose that. Have you had deals blow up because of it? Yes. Yeah, because they won't either remove it and and put it back or subordinate it. Yes. That's not in any of the ads. That's not. I don't in any hear of the Schumer ads. or his lovely wife talk about that. They make it sound like it's easy, but when you get a loan with a solar, when when you originate a mortgage with the solar component on the roof. And you don't know. You know, I, you call me up. It's not a question. Hey, you have solar panels on your house? No, you got to pull the credit report, and, and you see some type of finance company, and you have to ask, hey, what's this? I've got solar panels on your house. i got solar panels. Oh, great. What? Give, give yeah. me the paperwork, and now we got to go through all that, Michigan, to figure out how we're going to proceed. Because sometimes it's considered secondary financing. And then that could affect the rate and all that stuff. It's like having a, an apartment building, an 18 flat, with one of those washing dryer machine deals with Guido Sarducci and the rest of the Democrat mobsters in New York. Which would you rather face? A green energy eco-Nazi scam of the solar panels on your roof or deal with Guido Sarducci in Little Italy, Italy and New Jersey? Neither of them. I'd rather, just, I'd rather deal with our AM560 listeners who are great listeners. And if we do the math... Fifty thousand dollars to save two hundred dollars a month. How many months would it take to oh, break forever. even? Yeah, I mean it takes yeah. twenty two twenty four hundred dollars a year. It takes over yeah. twenty years. So you had enough yeah. of this real estate stuff, or you want to get in one of these biofuel no, scams? I'm, what I'm are you happy, up to? I'm happy. I like doing legal stuff. 
Yeah, yeah look I'm, at you. I'm good with what I'm doing. First of all, you're excellent. You're honest at what you do. It's a phenomenal thing. And you found some sort of a woman that loves breast sweat and yeah. men. And I don't look good in orange jumpsuits. So that's no. a whole other story. Uh, you don't look good in a polo either. <laughs> Three. All right. His name is David Hockberg. What's the phone number where they can call you? 855-56-DAVID. Go to 56david.com. And our website is 56david.com. By the way, it's been a pleasure. And I've never looked so handsome as I stand next yes, to you. I know. Come back more often. I pre- you turn the lights on. Thank you very much. We'll uh, be bye. back after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. So I would not have taken three days off, or, you know, a Monday off if I didn't have to. I had to. But I still monitored the news. Oh, but I did. Now... For those people that didn't pay attention to politics, those morons who thought, I'm too busy, I'd rather watch sports, all those idiots out there that didn't understand exactly what Joe Biden was his entire career, I give you no pass. You should have known better. Joe Biden is today what he always was, except for this. He's clearly dying. Clearly. It's pathetic and disgraceful. Everybody, why are you so mean? Because this is a country. Joe Biden is not my grampy. Joe Biden is a political whore and has been for five decades. Corrupt by the labor extortion mafias from day one. Delaware itself is a joke of a state. A joke created for nothing more than financial skullduggery. As it is the home to, I don't know how many LLCs are in one building. 3.4 million LLCs, one building. What are you kidding me? The whole, the whole damn state is a punchline. But Joe Biden is destroying my country. I want him out. I want him impeached. This is yesterday. And I want you to know, if you ever, if you had a relative that sounded like this, would you not check him in immediately to a hospital? My plan empowers ATF and our agents to stop trafficking in firearms across state lines <clears throat> to help you trace firearms to solve more crimes. And earlier this year, the U.S. Department of Justice took action to stop the proliferation of so-called ghost guns. Oh, here we go. If he was a dog, the owner is not going to leave the vet with him. Oh, no. We got we to gotta put buttons down. Buttons got to go. In the meantime, these scams. I like taps. Here he is, Joe Biden from yesterday. Deep inside the White House, corrupting and destroying your country. That you've told us about. And they're increasingly found in crime scenes. My plan calls on Congress to do so much more to keep dangerous guns out of dangerous Didn't hands. you just do this? Hey, you, with the diaper on, the senile guy. Didn't you just do this? You're still muddling on about this? Oh, what was the point of what he was supposed to do? Oh, yes. Yes, January 6th. And my Safer American plan is part of my administration's relentless efforts to invest and empower black communities to be architects of their own future. Well, let's take Chicago. What about the 65 deaths? 65 people were shot this weekend. 65. Highland Park was 24. 24. Nearly three times as many people that were shot in Highland Park this weekend. Uh, How about the kids in uh, Uvalde, Texas, where uh, people relied on the government to protect them and stop the guy from shooting their kids? Took over an hour for the cops to get in there. Um, 19 kids. 65. And this guy is still going to tell you how great it is to keep helping you. Every day we rely on law enforcement to save lives. Uh-huh. 
Then on January 6th, we relied on law enforcement to save our democracy. No, 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 no. That's not what we relied on. I mean, I understand if you were dumb enough to vote for this political whore, bag man. You're probably dumb enough to think the Capitol Police were saving democracy. Democracy was undermined when this political whore and his cohorts frauded through ballot harvesting and other skullduggery that took place in very specific states, shut down the count for three hours. That was the destruction of democracy. Capitol Police had to get off their fat asses and work for one day in most of their careers, as that is the cushiest of all government appointments. Normally, they normally just sit around and wait for breakfast and then lunch and then break food. We saw what happened. The Capitol Police, the D.C. Metropolitan Police, other law enforcement agencies were attacked and assaulted before our very eyes, speared, sprayed, stomped on. Speared, sprayed, and stomped on. Wrong. Brutalized. Brutalized. And lives were lost. And for three hours, the defeated former president of the United States watched it all happen as he sat in the comfort of the private dining room next to the Oval Office. Where were you that day, sicky? Where were you? Sniffing somebody? What were you doing? While he was doing that, brave law enforcement officer subject to the medieval hell. Medieval hell? Now let me tell you something as a former, well, as a descendant of two countries that went through quite a lot of fighting, both Italy and Norway. That was not medieval hell, baby. That's not even a party in Melrose Park circa 1984. Not even close. For three hours. Dripping in blood, surrounded by carnage. Uh, he, how, Long. he should have went to Hollywood. He really should have. You know, there they at least retired their old horses, their old whores, their old producers. There they at least go away. Here, they become our relatives. Face to face with crazed mob that believe the lies of a defeated president. Wait a minute. You mean like Ray Epps? Was Ray Epps mentioned? The crowd is saying no, but the government attached Ray Ups, whether he be FBI or CIA or DIA, we'll never know because he's being protected by the mafia of the Democrat Party. Is this before or after the medieval hell? And was the medieval hell what they're showing in clips? Is that medieval hell? Because to me, medieval hell looks like what's going on in China right now. Customers say they've heard nothing from the banks about the matter since then. The protest was among the largest in China since the pandemic. For more on this, I'm joined by CNN's Stephen Jiang in Beijing. Extraordinary scenes. Um, what's behind it? What's being done about it? Michael, indeed such an extraordinary scene to see more than a thousand people show up on Sunday morning to stage this rare protest in front of the provincial branch of the country's central bank. Where they were beat, sprayed with hoses. It was like Sri Lanka, only this time the people were getting it. The police were heroes that day. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. And uh, that political whore scum the donator to the Democrat Party and the recipient of patronage job, that cowardly cop that shot the unarmed woman in the neck, is a murdering scumbag. You, my friend, are incapable, unable, and clearly suffering from all kinds of illnesses. I just really hope you pull through. 312-642-5600. Do they ever just go away? 
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Roaches, like the kind of Democrat scum that sit idly by as two sitting Cook County judges, two, are on the Table of Wisdom Investment LLC with that gangster Ed Burke. How they sat idly by for a hundred years, 50 of which one little tiny yard gnome, short in the pants Irishman Mike Madigan, destroyed a once great city. As they sit idly behind, as some fat trust fund butter-handed moron, corrupt and as crooked as Grand Avenue, pretends to be a presidential candidate. As they sat by on election night, as they shut down the count for three hours, all of the ballot harvesting that uh, Rodriguez, what's her first name? Raquel Rodriguez, notable ballot harvester for the Democrat mafia. Confesses to what she does. What I do in picking up the balance when he was with me, that's illegal. I could go to jail. So I, I'm a little apprehensive to tell somebody what I'm Don't worry, because there's Democrat-run mafia court systems like Crook County, Illinois. They're going to look out for you, Raquel Rodriguez, and the other Democrat strongholds that put together the greatest voter fraud theft in the history of America. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together... And you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Well, Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez agrees with you. Now, the Democrat scum that pretend this isn't a mafia that ruined my city of Chicago. The Democrats come and say, oh, he's old. It's just a slip. So just ignore that. Ignore the corruption in Ukraine. Ignore the political crack-smoking whore who would do nothing but sit on a side corner if his father wasn't a corrupt senator, Democrat. And ignore Rodriguez. Really, you know what I'm saying? And again, once he works with me once, he's going to say she's... I, I, I guess Trump was right. <laughs> I'm sorry. About doing illegal? I'm sorry? About doing something illegal? Yeah. <laughs> they all said he was full of Oh, hell no, he's not. I believe Raquel. I believe Raquel Rodriguez. But the Democrat scourge that wants you to pretend that this dementia sick son of a dog in a diaper is legitimate, stop litigating it. January 6th was a coup. It wasn't a coup, baby. Because if it was, I'd have been there. Oh, I would have been there. Because that's not a coup. And the only violence that happened is when that wretched Democrat voting, Democrat donator, patronage, pay-to-play, pretend cop shot a 120-pound unarmed woman in the neck. The only violence there was when she got shot in the neck. Not the rest of the party. Right, Stephen Glencoe? Hey, Sean, I made your day. You can rant about me. Shut up. Democrat scum and Glenn Cole slip and fall lawyer. Now go to Cook County and kiss the uh, the asses of those crooked judges that are an investment team of the Table of Wisdom LLC that buy the tax auction property 
and then section eight it to Tony Resco's crew. Go ahead. Go wallow in it in your Mercedes, you Mercedes Marxist. Go drive to Glencoe and stay out of the sewer you profit from. Scumbag Democrats. Scum Democrats. Dave in Racine, Wisconsin. Greetings, Sean. Uh, first, uh, Biden seems to be forgetting, maybe because he does forget, that uh, there was a nice little ri- actual riot on the uh, in May after uh, of 2020 that yeah. uh, had the uh, burning of uh, St. John's Episcopal Tur- Church oh. and had the uh, uh, the uh, president and his family had to be evacuated to the bunker because of the uh, assaults on Secret Service and the possible breaching of the White House? Those don't count. It was in the name of the climate. Here's the other thing I want you to know. This is a gang, a street gang, beyond dangerous in St. Louis. This is a street gang. Yeah, even the gangs? Now that's tough. So do you guys feel like this country's going in a good direction? Do you guys feel proud to be Americans? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm proud to be American. I don't even know about politics. Personally, I'm proud to be American. I mean, I'm proud to be in my country and shit. I know if I was the president, it'd be a whole lot different on my mama. Like, Do you guys fuck with Trump or Biden or none of them? I fuck with Trump. I fuck with Trump. You guys like Trump? Even though, Trump. Even though, Trump. Even though the media was trying to do all that other shit. He got 81 million votes. Sure he did, Stephen Glencoe, you Democrat, Mercedes, Marxist, mafia, whore. Trying to be the pimp. You're just some slip and fall lawyer. Now go kiss the ass. Or pretend judges who are really part of the mafia that turns its entire city into a ghetto. Crook County. How's that, Burke? When's he going to go to trial? A month after he's dead. That's the perfect crime. Chicago Democrat and their slip and fall lawyers. I'll be back in 21. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.